everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, EVTPFL. It's Friday. It is August 19th. It is 2022. We have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, it's been a while, my friend. How are you doing? Doing good. I mean, I've been back in sports betting, but I haven't played a ton of DFS over the last month and a half. But it's 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 good to be back. Good to be back on the show. It's been far too long since I've seen that beautiful face of yours. Well, I mean, you've had to look at Dean's mustache. Get to look at like a you know a, a man's beard again. So um, I yeah. I get it. Yeah, it is a glorious mustache. The Lorax just hanging out in my house. It's something. I don't know if I would say it's a glorious mustache, but it's... all mustaches are glorious. The more ridiculous the human looks with the mustache, the better the mustache. Do we think we should try to get him to like wax it and do like the swirly? Like we should do that with it. Oh gosh, I may have to. I think I have some. I think I have some beard wax that he can use. Yeah, get a little swirls going. Uh, yeah, look like Snively Whiplash. If Snively Whiplash made worse life decisions, I tried to talk him into. You know how you do your uh, live lock show. I was trying to talk him into doing um, hot ones. Like the three of us do hot ones. Oh, gosh. It is infuriating. Like the real problem with having Dean in my house is his food palate. It's just terrible. We'll go get Mexican food the other day. I'm like, all right, what do you want? He's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm good with anything. I'm like, do you like Mexican food? Yeah, I just don't like the nonsense. I'm like, what's nonsense? Yeah, you know, the nonsense. So onions, yeah, nonsense. Pico, nonsense. Yellow cheese, nonsense. Guac, nonsense. Pretty much it. So I'm like, so you like rice and meat. That's what you like. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do that. Um, I ordered, what's funny is I ordered um, some Hot Ones hot sauce the other day, and it came in today, and I got, we were having fish tacos tonight, so I got to try it out, and it was fantastic, so... Um, nice all right enough of the shenanigans we'll pick on dean more i'm sure but let's play let's play the morning grind podcast and um and by play i mean let's record it and talk baseball here we get started with boston at baltimore eight and a half total in this game it's a pick em game crawford against jordan lyles any interest here in cutter crawford uh, probably not. I mean, this has one of the highest totals on the board. It's pretty much a pick 'em. It's got a nine total. So, I mean, Crawford, while he hasn't been terrible, been about average in terms of strikeouts so far this season. He is cheap, and it's not an awful matchup going up against Baltimore, but I plan on spinning up. There's a whole lot of good options all the way from, like, 7K to the top. So he's just not going to end up making the cut. Plus, you never know how late he's going to go into the game. He has gotten up to 94 pitches in two of the last three starts, but – Still, I don't see a huge amount of upside here going up against Baltimore with this total in this ballpark. I mean, he's been decent against righties, but the problem when facing Baltimore is there's probably going to be six lefties in this lineup. So, and I mean, Baltimore has been a lot better recently. Um, so I'm going to pass on Crawford today. And then, I mean, I don't like Jordan Lyles on the other side of this game. 6,500. Lyles at one point was someone we could play from time to time, but I don't think I want to play him against the low strikeout Red Sox offense. Yeah, no, no chance. Um, just not a good spot. It's a tough offense, and he's really just not great. Um, not awful, 
definitely been worse in the past, but right now he's mediocre at best and not a huge strikeout pitcher. So I don't see much upside even as price tag. Let's talk um, Red Sox bats. I mean, Jordan Lyles throughout his career has just really struggled with left-handed hitters. So, I mean, obviously Devers is one of the top hitters on the slate. Don't mind Verdugo, but I mean, it's not like we get a ton of lefties in this lineup. What do you like here for Boston? I mean, I don't even mind Bogarts or Martinez, but Lyles, while he's definitely been worse versus lefties over the course of career and still slightly worse versus lefties, definitely worse at giving up lefty power. He's still not great versus righties. Um, mediocre pitcher. Landed on the right side of home run to fly ball variants versus righties this year, so he's definitely due for some negative regression, maybe the ballpark a little bit. Um, but Bogarts and Martinez, I mean, I know Martinez – not been great at all this season. They're sitting around 4K, Bogart sitting around 4,300. Don't mind them, but yeah, it's definitely Devers, and that's that's kind of the only one that I'm going out of my way to get. Anyone else is fine. I mean, it's a high total game, and it's Lyles. Lyles can get shelled at any time, or he can have a great outing, so it's more likely stack or fade. All right, the other side, the Baltimore side. Like I said, Crawford has struggled with left-handed hitters. So, I mean, Mullins hitting leadoff here. Adley Rutschman, we know he very talented prospect. Um, I mean, Santander, I could definitely see a mini stack and even a full stack here for Baltimore today. Yeah, I mean, the problem is the pricing right now. I mean, Mullins sitting at 5.2K, Santander sitting at 5.1K, Rutschman sitting at 4.7K. I mean, I'm not going to say that they are overpriced. It is a good matchup. Cutter has definitely struggled pretty badly with lefty power so far in the season. But it's kind of just a spot where I don't I don't know. I mean, Rutzman's definitely better from the right side of the plate than the left side of the plate. So 4.7, um, even though he does have balloon split because he's a switch hitter, he is definitely not as good lefty. Um, doesn't have nearly the same power. So I don't know. It's kind of a tough spot. I expect there to be runs. Um, I don't know if you can probably make it work. Like if Odor is in the lineup, I know he's not great, but he's a lefty with a little bit of pop and you can throw him in the, your stack at 2k and still make it work pretty easily. But it, it, it's more of a pricing thing than anything. If you have the money pay for him, but I'm kind of more prioritizing pitchers on the slate. I think we got New York Mets heading to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies Bassett against Nola in this one. Currently sitting at eight total, Philadelphia a slight 120 favorite here. Any interest here in Chris Bassett? Not really. I mean, he's been solid so far this season, but the strikeout upside really isn't there too much. Philly's lineup isn't at 100%, obviously, still. Um, but there's too many other good pitches. And while he can get 30-point outing, um, more than likely he's going to end up with around five, six strikeouts going to end up giving up a run, maybe two, should end up with 18 to 22 points in the spot. I, I just, I would rather go with a bunch of other pitchers right around the same price tag. I think offer a lot more upside on the slate. He's more of a cash game play, which don't really bother with anymore. So just because of the massive loaded slate we have for pitching right around the same price tag, I think best it's a cross off, but I'm not going to argue with it in GVPs. If Schwarber doesn't play, which it sounds like he will not play, this lineup is going to be very right-handed heavy. Bassett is very good against righties. I could definitely see him going seven innings, striking out 68 hitters and putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points. And at 9,500, I think that's enough. So 
Um, hey, we're allowed to disagree. I actually kind of like Chris Bassett a lot today. So um, if Schwarber's out, which it, it sounds like from what we read, um, he won't play in this game. I mean, this is going to be a lot of righties and not very much power left-handed. So I think Bassett very much in play here. Aaron Nola, 9,800 on the other side of this game. Just absolutely dominated the Mets last time out. They're a tough offense to beat. Nola is an elite pitcher. What are your thoughts on him here? I love Nola. Nola might be my favorite pitcher on the entire slate. I mean, Mets isn't a premier matchup and playing over Philly definitely a little bit worse than playing over in uh, New York. But Nola has just been dominating recently. 31, 21, 27, 12, 39.8 points in the last five outings. He's been one of the best pitchers in the league so far this season. Been consistent. He's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to argue it. I don't like any hitters in this game. Is there anything standing out on either side here? Nothing. Nothing at all. We're going to have plenty of spots for bats, and this isn't one of them. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Seven and a half total in this game. The Reds a 120 favorite. Ashcraft against Wilson. Any interest here in Graham Ashcraft? I don't think so. I mean, I'm just like he's he's fine. He's cheap at 7K, but the strikeout upside really isn't great. He has been striking out a bit more guys recently. Um, but don't be fooled by his random 25 point outing by against Miami. He's not a high strikeout pitcher. Well, Pittsburgh is a bad lineup. I still don't think he's offering enough upside. And like I said, I'd rather pay up for pitchers slightly more expensive than him. I think he's one of those guys. If if you're running 150, he probably gets into your player pool. Um, If you're playing five lineups, he probably doesn't. He has got at least a hundred pitches in nine of his last 10 starts. Um, They're letting him go. Pittsburgh's just awful. This lineup is awful. A lot of strikeouts, very little power. So if, if you're running a lot of teams, I could see Ashcraft getting like 25 in this spot. And I think that's enough. Um, for 7k Bryce Wilson on the other side I mean the Reds lineup is terrible but Wilson is worse um so I don't think I can pull the trigger on Wilson today yeah Wilson well below average pitcher saying at 15% K rate while going up against a bad Cincinnati team in a good pitcher's ballpark he's still probably not going to go over 90 pitches by not go over 80 pitches generally has a short leash and you're just if you're playing him, you're kind of just hoping for like 15 points that he comes out clean and gets a couple of strikeouts. But I think it's more likely that he's going to end up in the single digits range and probably not go more than five innings. Uh, Reds, you know, the news came out. Joey Votto not going to play um, for the rest of the season. This lineup's awful. Um, is there anything standing out to you for Cincinnati against Wilson? I don't mind this as like a secondary stack. So, I mean, the main thing with Cincinnati is, well, one, they're not very good. But two, they actually have a decent amount of power. Um, I mean, Aquino, if he's in the lineup, Barrero, if he's in the lineup, Fraley, likely be in the lineup. You can get those three guys in a little mini stack for 6,500 total. All three have power. Biggest problem is Barrero and um, Aquino are two of the highest strikeout 
bats in the entire league. Going up against a guy who strikes out 15% of bats, they actually have a legit chance to put the ball in play four times in this game. So I don't mind the mini secondary stack with those three guys or even them as one-offs for a cheap salary saver. Outside of them, I mean, probably not going with India, probably not going with most of these guys. Jake Fraley is one of my favorite value plays on the slate. He's 2,500. You use him in the outfield. He's been hitting the ball very well over the last week, week and a half. Wilson stinks against lefties. Fraley is just too cheap and should draw a really good lineup spot here. I'm with you, though. I'm looking at this cheap, like, bats going, man, I could easily use this as, like, a secondary stack to save some money. Um, So, I mean, Wilson stinks. I have no issues. Don't full stack it, in my opinion, but I'm definitely looking at maybe a mini stack here. Uh, Any interest in Pittsburgh against Ashcraft? I mean, Brian Reynolds coming off a two-home run game, not the worst idea in the world. Um, O'Neal Cruz. Not the worst idea in the world. Problem is Ashcraft has been pretty solid versus lefties, so I'd rather target him with righties. And there's just no real upside righties in this lineup. Um, not getting a huge amount of power. Ashcraft against lefties has allowed like two home runs this season, I think. Um, so you're probably not getting a ton of power out of Reynolds or Cruz. So I, I think I'm just going to cross them off, especially in this ballpark. Yeah, one of the reasons that I think like if you're running a bunch of teams, Ashcraft is interesting is because I mean there's just nothing on the Pittsburgh lineup that is appealing. Toronto at New York facing the Yankees, eight total pickup game, Gaussman against Tyon. Any interest here in Kevin Gaussman? Love it. Absolutely love it. Um Gaussman been a little bit hit or miss rate lately, but his uh underlying numbers have been really good. He's just kind of gotten unlucky against Cleveland. Unlucky against St. Louis. Overall, he's been a fantastic pitcher pretty much all season long. Strikeout upside is there. Yankees obviously aren't full strength. They've been struggling over the last few weeks, just been awful. I could see I could see Gaussman putting up a 25, 30 point outing here at 8.2K. Just seems a little bit too cheap. Yeah, he's too cheap for his ceiling. I mean, this is a dude. With a 27.5% strikeout rate on the season, 30% against righties. Yeah, he does give up a lot of hard contact. But like you said, the Yankees are struggling right now. You know, he has to get around Judge and Risso. But the rest of the lineup, I mean, they're missing a lot of pieces here. LeMahieu being back obviously helps the lineup overall. But does it help them against a right-handed pitcher like Gaussman? Probably not. So I'm with you. I like Gaussman for tournaments. Jamison Tyon, the other side of this game, don't think I can do it. I like some other pitchers in this range. I could see him having, you know, six or seven clean innings here. Um, I mean, he did dominate this team earlier this year. Do you have any interest in Tyon? He's fine. I'm probably going to stay away. I mean, Toronto's a very tough matchup. Tyon has been decent so far this season. I mean, sitting around 3.81 xFIP. Gives up a decent amount of home runs, but really just doesn't strike out enough guys. And this Toronto team really isn't a great strikeout team versus righties. Looking at full health, I just, they're too good of a lineup. Even at 7,500, I mean, there's worse guys you can go with, but like Gaussman sitting at 8K or 8.2K rather. I mean, even Anderson who's played well, Lance Lynn. There's so many guys just in the mid eights to, or mid sevens to high eights that are just solid. So he's just not going to end up making the mix. 
I don't think I stacked against him, though. I think if I was playing either one of these teams, it would be a stack. Yeah, I mean, for Toronto, going up against Tyon, Tyon's really struggled with lefty power so far this season. Um, been solid versus righties at keeping the ball solid enough to keep them all the ballpark and not really walking too many guys. And there's just not really any lefty power in this Toronto lineup. So home run hunting, if you really want to, it's fine. But the pricing is high enough where I'm probably just staying away from Toronto fully. And then over on the New York side of things, Gaspin's been good. Gaspin's been really good. Um, Judge, obviously, I don't care who he's facing. You can play him as a one-off. But everyone else pricing, they're probably where they should be. I'm just going to stay away. Oh, Mr. Aaron Judge. Mr. 46 home runs on the season. Yeah, you could probably play him against anybody at this point. Um, White Sox and Indians. Lance Lynn going up against McKenzie. Seven and a half total on most books. Guardians a 130 favorite here. Any interest here in Lance Lynn? Yeah. I have. Why is he under 8K? I mean, I get Cleveland's not a huge strikeout matchup. I get Lance Lynn has a 5.6 ERA, but, I mean, he's just clearly gotten unlucky. He's sitting at 3.38 XFIP. Like, home run fly ball percentage is sitting at 17.3%. This is in a team with an overwhelming amount of power outside of um, Jose Ramirez. Like, I, I just I – I don't understand it. Am I missing something? I know I've been away for a little bit, but feels like he should not be this cheap still. He's kind of just been all over the place. Like he's had some big games against bad offenses and I don't know, like I think I'm with you as far as he's probably too cheap. Um, I mean, he's still a guy with a strikeout rate at 24% and a walk rate at 4% and an XFIP, you know, 1.6 lower than his ERA. So I'm with you as far as I think he's too cheap. And he's probably still underpriced. It's just, I mean, DK has done this a lot this year with, you know, certain players, and he's just one of those guys. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think one of the easiest builds is going to be Gaussman Lynn and still have plenty of money. Yeah. I mean, I think Lynn is definitely in play here. The Indians aren't like a big power team, so they're not going to beat you with the long ball. Yeah, Jose Ramirez is really good. He's someone that, you know, could hit two home runs off of you. But I think overall, Lynn definitely in play here. And as crazy as it might sound, I think Tristan McKenzie might be in play too. I mean, he's been good. I mean, strikeouts have obviously come down a bit from previous seasons, but the walks are down. Like, He's been solid. He's not. He's giving up a lot of fly balls, but I mean, there's not an overwhelming amount of power in the White Sox lineup right now. Um, without Anderson, without a few bats and a few bats playing poorly. Um, yeah, I, did, I I think he's fine. Again, this slate is absolutely loaded. Where my player pool is going to be a little bit more condensed because there's about five, six arms that I really, really like between. Seven and a half and nine and a half K, 10 K. So I don't think he makes the cut, but I'm definitely not going to argue. He's, he's been solid this season. 
the White Sox offense is just so talented and they are so disappointing at the same time that I feel like Tristan McKenzie could go out and dominate this offense. So for that reason, I have interest. Um, they've been awful. They they really have. Um, sh- they shouldn't be, though. That's the problem. Uh, any interest here in the White Sox bats? Eloy and Abreu, um, McKenzie, obviously, because of a decent amount of hard contact, a lot of fly balls. So taking the two guys most likely hit the ball ballpark. And I mean, Abreu at 4.3 and Eloy at 4.1. Not, not quite, not quite expensive enough. So uh, if you want it, you can make a secondary three man stack with those two and then throw in Pollock, Moncada, pretty much anyone else with some pop because and Tris McKenzie might come out pretty clean with six or seven strikeouts, but he's decent chance of giving up a home run. Any interest in the Cleveland bats here? Not really. Like I said, I'm I'm just higher on Lance Lynn. I'm I, I'm kind of under the impression that he's just getting super unlucky with this three twelve BABIP. I mean, a lot of the underlying numbers are better than he was last season. Um, just gotten super, super unlucky. Maybe it'll continue. And the price is just probably a bit too high. So I, I, I think I'm staying away from Cleveland. Although if you want to stack, hope he keeps getting unlucky. That's fine. If you want to play J Ram as a one-off, that's fine, but I'm staying away. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on Cleveland stacks for now. Kansas city at Tampa Bay singer against McClanahan. Clanahan, we talked about yesterday on the podcast because he was the starter that was supposed to start. Six and a half total in this game. The Rays, a 2-10 favorite. Any interest here in Brady Singer? 8.3K is kind of stuck in that range. I mean, the guy's been solid so far this season. Sitting around 25% K rate, sub 3.5 XFIP. Like, he's been good. Problem is Tampa Bay just does not strike out enough to really justify him when you have Gaussman, when you have all these other pitchers right around the same price tag. I mean, the total super low in this game sitting around six and a half. It's obviously being played in Tampa Bay, which is a great pitcher's ballpark. I have no problem playing him, but just because of guys like Gaussman and Lance Lynn, I'm probably just going to end up going with them as a tiebreaker over um singer almost every time but if you're running 150 i mean probably have five ten shares of him is not the worst idea in the world i'm just i'm not mass multi-entering i mean with this game being in tampa obviously the low total tells us a lot i mean there's a lot of strikeout ability here for singer um like you said he's at 25 and a half percent k's on the season i want to see the lineup if they roll out like five or six lefties, I probably don't have as much interest in Singer. But if they do roll out kind of a right-handed heavy lineup, if he gets the same lineup that they rolled out on Thursday, that lineup had 26% Ks against righties. So that's where I would have interest in Singer. I want to see the lineup, but I do think that he's someone that has some upside in this spot. And then McClanahan, I mean... I'll let you talk about him. Everyone knows my thoughts. I listened to the podcast yesterday. I love him in this spot. I mean, he struggled recently versus some bad teams, but he's still one of the best pitchers in the league right now. Um, just been unreal good pretty much all season long. 
I'll let him go six, seven innings if he's pitching well. 10.2K. I think I have a slight preference towards Nola, but it's not by much. I mean, the total says it all. It's a 6.5 total with Tampa Bay being a 200 favorite and McClanahan's sitting at a 32% K rate on the season. So add in that Kansas City has been kind of awful lately and a lot of their best hitters are lefties in Pasquantino and Melendez. So, yeah, um, I think I slightly prefer Nola, but that's just because McClanahan has been great in the last three outings. I think McClanahan, this is a get-right spot. Said it yesterday. Love this spot for him. I think he has 30-plus point upside here. And, I mean, the fact that he's pitching at home kind of helps. And like you said, he has struggled recently. Okay, let's see what happens here Um, in a great matchup against Kansas City. Any interest in the Royals' bats here? No. Yeah, I got nothing. And then I really don't like a lot for the Rays either. I don't – I mean, Brandon Lau, if you want to go with him on FanDuel where he's been cheap, that's about it. Yeah, I tend to stay away from all bats in a 6.5 total game on a 15-game slate, so I'm out on the Tampa Bay bats too. All right. Moving on. We got the Angels and the Tigers, two of the worst offenses in baseball. Um, seven and a half total here. Angels a 135 favorite. Sandoval against Manning. Any interest here in Patrick Sandoval? I mean, I get Detroit's really bad versus Reds, but they're just a bad lineup overall. Sitting at 7.2K, I mean, he's about above average pitcher, above average strikeout, sitting around 24%. I mean, Detroit's just so so bad, and Sandoval will go 100 pitches. He's not coming in this game in great form, but, I mean, I think you got to have an interest in him because of the matchup. Yeah, I really wish he was right-handed. <laughs> yeah, if he was righty, I'd be at 7,200. I, I would lock him in, but even at lefty, I mean, Detroit's just not good. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think I could pull the trigger on Sandoval today, but I'm not going to try to sit here and talk you off of it. Detroit stinks. Um, So, yeah. Manning on the other side of this game, 6,300. And the Angels offense, not great either. This is a top prospect in all of baseball. First round draft pick a few years ago. Um, Really hasn't shown the major league stuff that he's shown in the minors. And that's obviously concerning. What are your thoughts here on Manning at 6,300? He's just one of the weirdest things, like strikes out everyone in the minors and then gets up to the majors and just has no strikeout abilities twice now. He went from 25% to 14 or 15% last year, went from 26% in the minors this year down to 16. He's giving up a decent amount of fly balls. He's not been good. The problem is outside of Otani, who is there over on the Angels? I probably, if I really need a very, very cheap pitcher, then I wouldn't be surprised if I take a shot on him because it's either him or Crawford, and that's kind of kind of it at the bottom that you would have any interest in. But I plan on not going down that far. If I have to, then it's either Manning or Crawford, but I'm going to try and stay away because Manning just hasn't shown any strikeout ability in the majors. 
He's had one good game against Tampa. He struck out five last time out against the White Sox. What do you think his strikeout prop comes in at? Four and a half? Four and a half with probably minus 130 juice on the under or three and a half with like minus 170 juice on the over. Somewhere in that, somewhere in between those two would be my guess. I like the over on four and a half. Not going to lie. Really? Yeah. I mean, the Angels line up a lot of strikeouts at the bottom half of this order. He sh- at least he's shown a little bit of strikeout upside in his last two starts. We know he has strikeout stuff. You know, he has a good fastball and a good um, slider changeup combo. This season, like last year when he was up with the big league club, in 18 starts, he had a 6.8% swinging strike rate. He's at 10 and 10.1 through five starts this year. And three of those starts were against low strikeout teams, you know, Boston, Kansas City before the trade deadline and Minnesota. So I think he could beat this lineup. I really do. I think most major league pitchers can beat this lineup. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of have a little interest in Matt Manning, and I definitely want to see his strikeout prop for sure. Um, Angels bats. I mean, Otani's in a fantastic spot. Fly ball pitcher, home run power. I mean, this is a spot Otani could take him deep twice. Yep, it's pretty much just Otani. Um, rest of the lineup's high garbage. I mean, if you really want to, you can throw in Taylor Ward. I'm fine with that. He's 3,700. Stassi, if you really want to round out a stack, he's in there. But, I mean, it's probably just Otani's one-off. Um, Detroit, I mean, I don't mind Javi Baez as a one-off at 4,300 uh, against the lefty, but, I mean, Eric Hasse, I guess, as well at 3,500, but I'm not going out of my way to play bats in this game. Yeah, Sandoval's still a solid pitcher. and Detroit's just hot garbage. It's L.A. versus Detroit. And seven and a half total. This says a lot. Houston at Atlanta. Eight and a half total in this one. The Braves, a 135 favorite. McCullers against Kyle Wright. Kudos to the Braves, man. They They have now officially locked up like this young core of hitting for years um, have you seen the like I, I guess i just saw it written out like until what is it seven years eight years from now what's eight years from now until 2030 they have like olsen riley acuna albies harris um right and freed right huh and i thought freed was in that too uh, i think freed did he sign an extension I thought he did last year. I could be wrong. I'm looking it up now. I think there's one other. Um, He's a free agent in 2025. There's yeah, one I think more pitcher. Yeah. Who is it? Is it is it Kyle Wright? I don't know. They have, t- have two guys potentially walking um, in the next two years, but their actual core is. Spencer Strider is 2028. Strider. That was it. Strider is locked up for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, the Braves are going to be tough, really tough to beat over the next five years. Yeah, it's – I've never seen anything like this. They have it, Ian I, Anderson through 2027 too. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they, they have minimum five years of – by the way, if you're – if you want to bet a future, um, right now by far the best odds, not even remotely close, is uh, Atlanta plus 1,200. I've been hammering it. 
with all my free bets recently and a solid 15k if they win at this point i'm still gonna keep betting kyle wright is 2027 as well so ouch (laughs) gosh this team is in a great spot kudos to them man great job all right lance mccullers against atlanta any interest here in mccullers I mean, he got up to 81 pitches in his last outing. I assume maybe 90 in this one, although I wouldn't be surprised if they really don't stretch him too long. Atlanta's a good-hitting lineup. It's not in a great ballpark. I, I'm I'm probably staying away from the callers at 9-4 just with all the other options, but not going to argue with it. The guy's a good pitcher, but probably not worth it on this slate. He did not pitch great in that game. If he was facing anybody besides Oakland, I don't think he would have made it that far. That's all I'm going to say. Like his command did not look good. He was not generating a lot of swinging strikes. I think at nine four, we just take the approach of fading McCullers here and maybe playing him next time out or something like that. Um, but his command did not look great. He wasn't generating a lot of swinging strikes, and that was Oakland. This is Atlanta. Yeah, they strike out, but they have a lot of power that can crush McCullers in this spot. So I'm going to pass on McCullers today. Kyle Wright, I'm probably going to pass on Kyle Wright too. Very talented young pitcher. Tough matchup against a low strikeout Houston offense. I could see him being clean and pitching okay, but I don't think he has like the ceiling to win you the slate today. Yeah, low strikeout, patient team with a lot of power in Houston. Wright's been solved, but saying at 9K, he hasn't been as good as he was at the very beginning of the season. Still been solved recently, but probably not worth it on this slate going up against a team as good as Houston. Um, Any Houston bats here? Not really. Wright's still very solid pitcher. And we're not really getting a discount. I mean, Jordan is great, but sitting at 5.8K is probably a little bit too high. Maybe Mancini at 4.1K if he gets a lineup spot. Maybe Kyle Tucker at 4.6K, but I'm likely just fading him. I'll say this. Um, I've been talking about this a lot over the last month, but Jordan Alvarez, we're really starting to get a trend that like he struggles with fast fastballs. He smashes off-speed stuff. Kyle Wright throws hard. This might be a spot to just kind of stay away from Houston, but if there was someone that was going to take him deep, I would still put it as Jordan Alvarez because he's good at baseballs. I like the Atlanta stack, Grant, like a full stack for Atlanta. If McCullers is struggling with command against this offense, this offense is scorching hot. Like I could see this stack winning a slate today. I mean, I'm kind of always in for a full stack or fade going up against McCullers. I mean, if that, if that curveball's on and his command is on, he can mow through any lineup. But oh yeah, uh, if it's off a little bit, which again he had several walks, I think he had twenty percent walk rate in his first outing going up against Oakland, which is not a great team. Um, so like I, I, I don't think I'm taking any one off bats, but the stack is absolutely in play because he can he can definitely get lit up in this spot. It's a stack or fade. Uh, I mean that's. You, you nailed it. You either stack him or fade him. You're not playing one-offs. You can chase one-offs if you want to, but it's probably not going to be the right strategy for you. Dean's messaging me now say, I want to play the morning grind game. We'll bring him in. 
we'll we'll text him when we're getting close to the end. He can he can sit on your lap. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> we're not letting him come on the morning grind. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him you should text him back and say Stevie said if you want to come on the morning grind game, you got to shave your mustache. No, no, I want him to keep the mustache. That was the one. Like, he's like, "What should I get as a wedding present?" I'm like, "Keep your mustache." Yeah, that's what, I, that's what he told us on Grinders Live one day. Um, that's hilarious. And we just got our wedding pictures today, and just seeing the Lorax just hiding in the background of a lot of pics. It's beautiful. The gift that keeps giving. <laughs> Texas at Minnesota, eight total twins, a one forty favorite here. Perez against Bundy. Um, any interest here in Martin Perez? The guy's a magician. He's good. He's so good, man. <laughs> I, you hate it, but you love it at the same time. I mean, again, I'm not even certain how good he is. He's definitely not a bad pitcher. Is he as good as he's been? No. Can he keep doing this? I feel like he shouldn't be able to, but he just keeps doing it. <laughs> so true. I mean, it's not a great matchup going up against Minnesota, but and I prefer Gaussman. I prefer Lynn. But I have, if you said that you're going to play Martin Perez in 100% of my lineup and your lineups, I would say, yeah, you're probably going to get 20 points. Probably going to get 20 to 25 points. No arguments here. Yeah. I don't think I could do it today just because of how loaded this slate is in general with pitching. But man, I am definitely not stacking against him. I, yeah. I know that for certain. Um, his walks have been really high here recently so like i could see a stack working against him but yeah uh dylan bundy 6600 for dylan bundy on the other side of this game any interest in him not really i mean he can't have a random good outing but his strikeouts have been way down this season sitting at 18 percent. still giving up a decent amount of bombs texas getting a little bit of a ballpark upgrade into minnesota i think i'm more on the texas bats i mean Bundy's always a guy that's given up power. I mean, Seeger, Simeon, Garcia, Haim, Lowe, Duran, if you really want a cheap guy at 2,300. They have some pop. I'm, I'm guessing Bundy's going to give up two, three home runs in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to play Bundy, and I definitely have a lot of interest in the Texas bats. You know, Seeger, 5,300, Marcus Simeon, I don't know if he's still free on Fanduel, but he has been. Um, Heim, low. I mean, definitely a, a secondary stack I'm looking at today. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm searching for power, so three-man stack is kind of perfect for that. I think on the Minnesota bats against Perez, the the only way you could play them is stack and hope his commands off. He walks a lot of people. You get a couple big key hits, but. I'm probably not doing it. I mean, you kind of target Minnesota for home runs, but Perez just hasn't given up many home runs on the season. I, mean, I think sitting at 0.57 home runs per nine, like the ball's not leaving the park with him. Again, he's a magician. So even with walks, he's still probably not going to get beat up that badly. And if he does, it's not really going to be accruing a ton of fantasy points. So I'm full on staying away from Minnesota. Yeah. 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 San Francisco at Colorado. We got a core slate today. Alex Wood, Jose Arena. 
There wasn't a total out. It's out now. 11 and a half. And the Giants are 175 favorites. Uh, any interest here in Alex Wood? 9.2K. Absolutely not. Yeah. Not in cores. Not against a team that's actually good against left-handed pitching. I'm going to pass on Alex Wood. Definitely, definitely not playing Jose Arena. Yeah, let's move on to bats. Let's talk Giants, man. Um, they're free. They're they're really free. Like you can play one through five and play the two top pitchers on the slate. Um, yeah, I hate is- I hate when DK does this. I really yeah, do. it's just ruining things. Like there is not a hitter on the Giants on DraftKings over four thousand. Yeah, there's not a and. They've got solid bats one through nine, pretty much. Especially against Jose Urena. Like, I get he doesn't give up a ton of power. If you're fading San Francisco, you're hoping they pretty much just put up six runs by singles and walks. Like, that's that's your only real hope of them not being in the winning lineup. Because Urena, like, he, ball may not leave the park a ton, but he, they're, they're just going to be put hey, – it's – it's just so dumb how everyone's under 4K. It's just so dumb. Play, play them all. Grant, Lamont Wade Jr. is probably going to hit leadoff. He has a 320 ISO, a 375 Woba against right-handed pitching, and he is 2,400 hitting leadoff in this spot. Yeah, it's just so stupid. No, I hate it. Like It just ruins the slate because, I mean – if you're fading them, you're taking obviously a huge risk that they don't do anything at these prices. You don't even need them to like hit a lot of home runs at these prices. That's the problem. If you yeah, play they can them, put up four runs in this game and still be in the winning lineup. Yeah, if you play them, you're where else do you get different? I feel like I'm more on the side of playing them and just trying to find places different. I mean there's eight to 10 pitchers on the slate. So maybe playing the ownership game at pitcher and looking at. The well, Giants that's the bats. thing. I mean, there's so many good options of pitcher in the upper tier. I mean, the chances of Gaussman, Lynn, Nola, McClanahan, Bassett, Snell, Wright, McKenzie, Singer, all those guys, the chances of them, not like two of them, three of them putting up 25 plus is very low and there's not a ton of other cheap stacks like again the only thing i've really been interested in the cheap um side of hitter for this entire slate is like fraley aquino and uh, barrero and all of them can end up with a goose egg like that's the only way i can think it'd be different is using them as your secondary stack but then you can't even like that if you're playing them you can't play san francisco that's the only way i can think of being different today and it's just infuriating yep the rockies the other side of this game they i feel like they're gonna be under owned in this spot alex wood a you know reckonable name he's he's really solid don't play any lefties against alex wood because he's a lead against left i don't think blackman's gonna play yeah so what are we what are we looking at here on the rockies do you like anything crone Ontario, Servin, all three guys with some pop. I mean, Wood is a solid overall pitcher. Doesn't give up a huge amount of fly balls, but all three of those guys have some power. 
not going to be terribly high owned. Anyone else like you want to throw in the line of like Grichik or Rogers, it's fine. But those are the three ones that kind of stand out as solid plays going up against the lefty in Coors. All right, St. Louis at Arizona. Mikolas against Tommy Henry. Yeah, Tommy Henry. Um, and this one, the Cardinals, a 175 favorite, eight and a half total. Any interest here in Miles Mikolas? Mikolas is fine. I mean, not a huge strikeout guy. Probably rarely going to get you a massive score, but he's been solid throughout the course of the entire season outside of one start versus the Rockies, but that was in course, and he just – just Babbitt crushed his soul. Um, yeah, he's been solid so far this season. You're just not getting a ton of strikeouts. You got to hope he comes out clean, which is definitely possible going up against Arizona. But again, with, with cheap bats and so many good arms at the top, he's probably just not going to make the cut. Probably doesn't make the cut. I don't think he's a terrible option, but like you said, I don't think he makes the cut for me today. Um, Tommy Henry is 7,100, a lefty going up against the Cardinals. Nope. He's going to get absolutely crushed. They're that stack today that no one's going to be on that has the ability to score 10 plus runs. And no one's going to be on them. Do you really think people are going to play them a lot today? Or not on Goldschmidt? Yeah. I mean, you can easily full stack the Giants with Goldschmidt, Arenado, and O'Neill and pay up for two good pitchers. Like, what other high priced lineup are you really going with? I don't see any, any people going with Houston. Could see some people going with the Braves, but really, there's so much good pitching that these spots for good bats that you can pay for, which everyone will have the salary because of San Francisco. I think the chalk stack build is going to be a full San Francisco stack with Goldschmidt, Arenado, and one other bat that fits. All right. Um, listen, I'm allowed to be off. I well, also, I mean, I mean, for what it's worth, it's a 14 game slate, and we probably don't see any team outside of San Francisco push 15 plus percent ownership. But Dodgers, maybe Dodgers, but, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love St. Louis, so I'm with you. I hope, I hope they are low owned. Um, I mean, they're in a fantastic spot here today. Yeah, I mean. And St. Louis is just the best team in the league versus lefties. Arenado and Goldschmidt are the two best players in the league when they're facing a lefty. Like what they're doing right now, that's a judge, of course, but what they're doing right now against lefties is just absurd. I think last time I checked Goldschmidt's Woba versus lefties was sitting around like 550. Arenado was sitting around like 480. They're just so good. Um, and looking at looking at Henry's numbers in the minors. He hasn't done great so far in the majors, small sample size, but even the minors, he was sitting around a 5.17 XFIP in AAA this season. The guy is probably not ready, but it's Arizona. They don't have anything to play for. They don't have good pitching anyways, so why not throw him in there? And he's just going to get crushed today. So Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neal. I don't even mind playing Gorman, um, lefty-lefty, DeJong, Carlson, Newt Barr. Play, play any of them, full stack St. Louis, but Goldschmidt and Arenado stand out as two of the top plays outside of Coors. I'm going to say this if, because I always say this when they're facing a lefty, if St. Louis becomes a chalky stack, just play pull host over Goldschmidt. 
That's the easiest way to make your St. Louis stack different. That's way. Golden Pujols with the pinch hit grand slam today. Whew. Dude, the guy, he has a 304 ISO against left-handed pitching this season. Like, it's he's no joke. Yeah. Dude. He still, he still got it. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why the Dodgers had him last year. Oh, I think, God, that's ridiculous, but, you know. He's 2K, by the way, on DraftKings. He's still 2K. Um, I also like the idea of playing Pulhos and Goldschmidt together on FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing on Arizona. Kettle Marte is banged up. Mikolas is a good junk baller that doesn't typically get blown up. I don't like Arizona on the slate. Yeah, I generally don't stack against Mikolas. He may give up some hits, but not going to give up a ton of power. Not worth it. Well, this one, this next one's wild. Um, seven and a half total, Washington at San Diego. Have you looked at the line in this game yet? Um, 340, minus 340 favorites for the San Diego, and I don't think that's high enough. <laughs> Some books have it at 360 already. There we go. That's about right. It, yeah, it's it's wild. Espino, we're not playing him, right? Just No, dude is going to get – dude gives up so much hard contact and fly balls to right? He's He's going to get – He's going to get crushed here. Yeah. I guess this is the other one that I guess the Padres could end up Padres, yep. the Cardinals. Yeah. Espino, not good struggles against both sides, low strikeouts. He throws a lot of pitches in the strike zone too. He doesn't walk a lot of people. Um, so yeah, let's talk Blake Snell other side of this game. He's 9,300 and I mean, this is another guy like Washington is a beatable team. He just put up 35 against this team in Washington five days ago. Yeah, he's been great recently. 35, 22, 31, 26, 21 over the last five starts. Before that, had a 34 and a 28. Like he's been so good recently. Again, reason why so many other guys aren't making my builds because Snell is in a great spot going up against one of the worst teams in the league. Even their good bats and Voight. Um, Cruz, I guess, even though he's not really getting more strike out a huge clip. So yeah, Snell is right up there with Noah, right up there with Gaussman, right up there with Lynn as my favorite targets. All right. Um, I got nothing on the Washington bats, man. Void versus lefty is fine at 3,800. He's cheap, but really he's been used. terrible against lefties this year for what it's worth. Sir, it's revenge. Revenge again, even though I bet him to hit home run today, and I doubt he's going to. Uh, and then I mean the Padres, the full stack, very much in play here. They're kind of pricey, so maybe they do fly under the radar because of the price. I mean, not really. Again, San Francisco. Is yeah, honestly... no, I know. We have but some mid-tier pitching options too. So Snell or not Snell, Soto, Machado. Bell, Cronenworth, Drury, Profar, Alfaro, play them all. Espino gives them tons of hard contact, tons of fly balls. Yeah, they any one of those guys can hit a bomb. All right, Seattle at Oakland. Marco Gonzalez going up against Cole Irvin in this one. Seven and a half total. Some books have it at seven. Minus 140 Seattle here. Um, any interest in Marco Gonzalez? No. I mean, there's too many other pitchers. He is cheap. He can get it done against bad teams. Oakland's a bad team, but I don't know. Like, I'm probably staying away. 
they're a little bit better against lefties, but I mean, that's not saying much because of how bad they are against righties, but I, I just don't think he has the upside on this slate. I, I mean, really we're not going to need that much of a price saving. Yeah. Um, and I'm not playing Corvin here. No, no, absolutely not. I kind of, I like, I kind of like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, at the very least, I think that um, I, I don't love the ballpark, obviously. But Hanniger sitting at 3,700 going up against a lefty who gives up some power. Um, Ty France, Julio Rodriguez, Eduardo Suarez, like the big dumper, although he might have a play. He's generally not, in, sometimes not in there going up against a lefty. Um, this lineup's loaded against left handed pitching. This yeah. might be one of those like secondary stacks that you could stack with San Francisco that no one's on. Yeah, I mean, J-Rod, France, Suarez, or Hanniger, all great options, um, all with a ton of pop. Hanniger at 3700 is just silly to me. I yeah, don't understand. It's too cheap. Too cheap. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I like Seattle. I really think they're a team that you could look at today um, as a secondary. Like, you play any of those guys that we mentioned, like even Kyle Riley, if he's in the lineup is in play i prefer you call him the big dumper that is right the big dumper all right last game we got my playing oakland there we go there's analysis yeah i mean sean murphy chad pender there you go if you want to play either of those two guys against lefty go ahead that's all i got <laughs> miami adelaide taking on the dodgers seven and a half total in this one dodgers a minus 250 favorite lazardo against anderson any interest here in Jesus Lazardo? 8.8K going up against the Dodgers, no chance. What is this price? Like, why is this guy priced more than Lance Lynn? I, I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> Don't get it sometimes. Um, Anderson against the Marlins. He's just a low strikeout guy. Like, he probably doesn't get blown up in this spot, but I don't know if three or four strikeouts is enough. Yeah, I mean it's not a bad matchup going up against Miami. He hasn't he's been solid so far this season. Grant, he's got an X fit two on or one point two points higher than his ERA, but it's still a solid matchup going up against Miami. The problem is, am I playing him over Lynn? Absolutely not. Am I playing him over Gaussman? Absolutely not. He's right in that price range where I'd just rather go with him. If you want to go a little bit off the board, you're just not getting the same upside, and you're kind of hoping Lynn continues to get unlucky or Gaussman has one of his off outings. All right. Bats in this one, anything on the Miami side? No. Just just no. If John Birdie wasn't 5,100, I think he'd be playable today, but 5,100 for John Birdie. Yeah, not let doing that, that. Let that sink in. Just let it sink in for a second. Um, Let's talk Dodgers bats here. They're expensive, but does it really matter? I mean, they're definitely you can afford them. Yeah, they're definitely a team people are going to be looking at the stack today. Yeah, I mean, Betts, Will Smith, Trey Turner. I don't even hate Freeman, lefty lefty. Anyone, any one of them. I mean, Lazardo can have a great outing or a terrible outing. So Dodgers make a great stack. Um, you can easily afford them. So yeah, Dodgers are. I put them behind the Cardinals. I put them behind the Padres, but and I put them behind Coors. But that's that's really it on the slate. All right, let's play the morning grind game without Dean. 
Second, Dean. Uh-huh. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? There's actually some options. Um, Lance Lynn. Yeah, I figured you were going to go Lance Lynn. I'm going to kind of go off the board here and go Graham Ashcraft. He's someone that I can't wait to see a strikeout prop today. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Do you want McCullers or do you want Lazardo? I'll let you pick. I'm not taking either one of them. All right, I'll take McCullers. There you go. I'm going to go Alex Wood in course against the Rockies. I thought you couldn't take in course. You can't take hitters in course. Ah, look at you. I guess we <laughs> don't really don't have pitchers over 8K in course. Yeah. I created the system. I know how to work the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, over 4K to hit home run, not in cores. Who do you got? Oh, oh over 4K to hit home run. Over 4K to hit home run. I'm going J-Ron. I like that a lot. I'm going to go Nolan Arnato. Under 4K to get two hits. I mean, everybody from the Giants could be here, but you can't take anyone from course. So who do you got? Yeah, I'm going Hanniger. Oh, you took my guy. I knew when you brought him up too, but I did have a second one, and that's Jake Fraley today. Yeah, that was the other guy I was thinking about too. Like Fraley a lot. Probably just a one-off because I don't love the Reds, but I like Jake Fraley a lot today. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I'm going to Atlanta. Hot Atlanta it is. I'm going to go Seattle. I think they're a sneaky stack today. I hope not a lot of people are on them. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, it's good to be back. It is. It is. It's always great to chat it up. If you guys haven't already, make sure you're checking out Scores and Odds. Grant's doing a ton of stuff over there. Videos, turd bombs, all that great stuff. And there's a channel. There's a channel over there on the Rotor Grinders Discord where Grant talks betting. It's called Grant's Action Lounge. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Posting stuff in there all the time. So I tell a lot of your stuff on prize picks because I live in Florida. And um, uh, uh, yeah, it works well, out. Get your stuff together and get gambling. Kansas is beating you. I know. Well, we had it for like 40 days and then they got greedy. But anyway. That's going to wrap it up for Friday. We'll be back Monday. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Good luck. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.